Hey, this is Jim, pastor of Decided Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope the sermon you're about to hear just blesses your heart and really encourages you. If you don't mind, subscribe. That way you'll get instant notifications every time a sermon is uploaded. And by all means, if you're feeling led to give, click on the giving link and there'll be more directions to follow. God bless. Enjoy the message. All right. Amen. How's that? Good morning, church. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. So many first-time visitors and guests here today. So I want you to feel welcome. My name's Pastor Jim. It's so good to have you and your family with us. Make sure that you stick around a little bit afterwards, and we'd love to get to know you, your kids' names, everybody's name, the dog, the cat, all the pets. We just love to get to know you. So thank you for choosing to worship with us here at Decided Church, and good to see some returning faces too. Um, we, if, if you've never been here before, it's the fifth Sunday, and we do things a little bit different on, fir- on fifth Sundays. We have testimonies. And so I get to take a break from preaching and let you hear from people far wiser and better looking than me. Uh, so it's a good chance because, uh, you know, there's just some times where it's the way somebody else phrases something. It's the way somebody else says something that can really touch you and impact you. So we have three awesome interview testimonies lined up for you today. Incredible stories of what God has done. Uh, so I can't wait to, for you to hear from them. But just really quick, if you like what I'm wearing, this is brand new. Got the, the new merch drop this morning. Uh, and you can have this. This can be yours one of two ways. You can either tackle me and rip it off in the parking lot, which is fine. But I, I'm pretty sure I can outrun every single one of you. Um, so good luck catching me. Um, catch me if you can type of thing. But the other alternative, the more peaceful alternative, is uh, this one's for Robbie. If you just want to go to the website, decidedchurch.com, you can click on the merch tab, or you can head right out here today under the tent, the canopy. There'll be somebody there who can help you get hooked up with the new merch drop. There's this hoodie. Uh, comes in adult and kid sizes. Dane, which you'll see in a minute, he's got the long sleeve t-shirt on. And then there's also the short sleeve t-shirt and a hat. So take advantage of that. We want you repping Jesus out there, repping our theme. You're going to get some questions about this one. So uh, it's cool. It's a very cool design. So we're grateful to have it available for y'all today. Uh, But let's get into these testimonies, amazing stories of what God's doing in our own church. And there's so many. We're just going to pick three today and the next fifth Sunday, which I believe is going to be in March. Uh, we'll do some more. So Dane Hayes, why don't you go ahead and come on up. Y'all give him a warm welcome. This is Dane. And uh, yeah, we had to, he wanted, he wanted the medium. We made him wear a large because, you know, it's a lot to take in. So we made him wear the large today. You're welcome. Um, but Dane, if you don't know, Dane is our decision team leader here at Decided Church. And he also helped us kick off a uh, capital campaign for the building. So let's have a seat. I got a lot of questions for you. Are you ready? That's your mic. This is my plant. Please don't touch it. Okay. This, this, is, what, this is what makes um, the interview official because we have a plant, a house plant. So yeah, this is real. Um, so once again, this is Dane Hayes. He helped us launch a capital campaign. For those of you who don't know, we're building a building 
um, at 1017 Bickley Road, just about five minutes from here. And we're excited about it. Paul's <laughs> excited about it. I'm excited. Dane's excited about it. Excited. And so we were looking for somebody to kind of lead, not the finances part, because we knew God had that handled, but we needed somebody, a leader, to step up in the church and kind of fill this spiritual journey role because we wanted it to not be about money. We wanted our church to understand like, yes, at the end of the day, we're trying to build a building, but it's so much deeper. We want your personal walk to benefit from this campaign. And Dane Hayes came to mind. So why don't you tell us about the moment when we called you and said, hey, Dane, we got a cool idea. Yeah, so that, that moment is preceded by a couple weeks before that where this guy was talking about on social media saying Jesus was a socialist because he said we should, like, share things and stuff like that. I was like, mm. yeah, so I looked, I was like, I looked at what he was talking about. I was like, he's saying that we should be more giving, not just give what's required, because what is it to give if it's already required? So I was feeling all good about myself. But one day, I was a couple weeks later, I'm driving down the road, and I start thinking about myself. And I'm like, wow, I kind of explained myself in that conversation because all I do is tithe. There's that 10% that God requires us to give. I'm like, I don't do offerings. I just tithe. Wow. I kind of explained myself there. I was really convicted about it. <clears throat> I was like, man, we got this building coming up. And I, hadn't, yeah. I didn't even know about Capital Campaign. Never heard of it until we did it. Um, anyway, <clears throat> I was like, man, it'd be nice if I could get one of the people that give sermons, Jim, Dylan, one of the Jeremy's, Clinton, somebody, to get this word out there. Like, we should be more giving from our heart, um, not just what's required, yeah. you know, but beyond that. Yeah. And uh, I felt so convicted about it. I went into the store, told Lori about it, and she's, you know, everything I just told you. And she was like, yeah. I was like, I feel like I should call them. She's like, you should. I get out to the truck, and I have this text from Dylan that says, hey, give me a call when you get a minute. And I was like, okay. So I called him. And he starts saying, hey, we got this campaign. We're trying to, you know, get the next, you know, step of decided yeah. rolling on the new land and the new building and stuff. And I was like, wait, stop right there. I was like, I have to tell you this before you continue, just so you know this is real. I told him what it was on my heart that morning. <clears throat> and then the way Dylan is, he's like, yeah, 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 man. <laughs> and it's like an awkward pause. And he's like, so do you want to do it? Or? <laughs> and I was like, even if I don't want to, I kind of have to. You right. know? So uh, clearly I said yes. And uh, yeah. that's the total story of how God was not only answering prayers, yeah. But he was working on it weeks, probably, you know, millennia before. Yeah. yeah. That's neat. Yeah. So leading a church through a spiritual journey comes with its weight, its burden. So what was the conversation like with God, with Lori, maybe with yourself in your quiet time? Like, God, help me to shoulder this burden. Help me not to screw this up. Like, yeah. what was that moment like where you understood the weight of those? It was those exact, exact. I stole them right out of your yeah, mouth. It's, huh? Yeah, I was like, how do I, I'm going to mess this up, man. Like, God, how do I do this? How do I not mess this up? And uh, it, it's just, he, you know, the, the whole plan for all of this being set in motion, I can't, he didn't allow me to mess it up. I wanted him, I said, God, just let, just shine through this. Yeah. So he did things, he put things in, in, in order where like, uh, the next class I was in in my uh, seminary, I'm studying seminary, is um, was Christian character formation slash spiritual journey. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> it's like he was saying, you're, you can't, I'm not going to let you mess right. this up. So, um, I mean, 
Yeah, I think. And so with that, with the challenges of taking the church through the spiritual journey, we wanted something tangible to put in everybody's hand. Like, this is going to help us walk through this season, this two months, whatever it was. And so you'll see that orange book on the, on the picture on the TVs. That was a massive undertaking of putting scripture together with different prayers. And we had sunrise prayers every, what was it, Thursdays and Saturdays. Mm -hmm. um, so what was it like putting this booklet together, the prayers together? What did you learn specifically through leading the spiritual journey of the campaign? That when sometimes being obedient to God will make you feel like you're going through some type of dry spell or something. I felt really when I was doing this, Dane, I, I was like, I should have all my heart in this, man. I just, for some reason, I feel like it's, I'm like pushing a rope here. It's hard to yeah. get this going. And, kind of forcing it. Yeah. And um, I, it was because he does, he's not want Dane's heart leading the spiritual journey in this place and neither do you. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> He provides it all in scripture, yeah. and that's what I was putting down. And, um, you know, when a church says, hey, you know, want to volunteer in some way, I'm always, like, doing grounds things, like building tents or something. I feel comfortable in that. But then yeah. y'all are like, you want to be the spiritual journey leader for the church? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Like, How vague is that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, man, that's an undertaking. But luckily, the, the Bible is there, and it has everything. I, none of it's Dane. It's all, yeah. uh, it's all God. Yeah, what a cool process. Like, that's how the book started, just sticky notes on a huge planner, Bible open, and a lot of work. And I still got my uh, prayer guidebook. I hope you all do, too. There's several left if you want to grab one. Um, but I remember, because I looked at your stuff, made sure the spelling was right, and I'm shipping it off to the printer. And I remember reading every day, every page, every verse. But then when you have it, and you're going through the months and the days in real time and you're writing down your prayers, I remember being impacted like verses would hit me like a ton of bricks. Like this was the perfect moment for this verse. What was that moment for you when you realized, whoa, this is way beyond what I thought this prayer guidebook was doing? So I wanted the prayer guidebook to obviously lead through a spiritual journey for a capital campaign. I wanted to be very strategic with the messages, but... Um, I have a next 10 list, which some of you do. You're trying to get, sit, bring 10 people to Christ. Yeah. And I'm not good at that. And I haven't brought any of them. But uh, I was on social media one day and I got a, a message from this lady. Her name's Susan Bernstein. And she um, basically told me that she had given up on God. She was Jewish and she had given up on God because she had lost two children in the wow. span of a couple years, <clears throat> which I can't imagine that pain. But. Um, she kept observing these. I was posting these, uh, those devotions, whatever you want to call to pray, them. Yeah, yeah, every every day, and she was doing that. And she, when I found out she was Jewish, <clears throat> through my studies, I found Jewish people are very resistant. Not only resistant, they kind of reject Christ, um, like the Pharisees did. So I, um, I was like, "What do you know about Jesus?" And she said, "I don't know much. I know he's a good guy, and he did stood for some good things and stuff." So I was like, "Okay." So I told her a little bit about him. And didn't push it or nothing. Yeah. And then uh, a couple months later, she reached out to me. She said, thank you for bringing me back to God. And I, um, I recognize Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. Wow. And that's way bigger than yeah. what I was even thinking of. And it encouraged me, like, not just the things I'm doing for something, but the way you walk, the things yeah. you do. There's someone observing that's that right. you may attract to the kingdom. 
And this isn't a lady who goes here. This is not a decided mm-hmm. church lady. This is not even somebody related to the capital campaign. I think she's in a different state, yeah, like just, Tennessee. She was like one of my mom's friends, and somehow we became mutual friends on Facebook. I don't even know her. Yeah, so through <laughs> this little prayer guidebook for decided church to, to have prayers every day, somebody in a completely different state with a different faith understood Jesus was their Messiah and accepted them, changed their life. That's incredible. He did it, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's worth a million more guidebooks. Let's <laughs> yeah, print them. Let's do it. Yeah. So one of the cool things that we brought back this year <coughs> because we loved it so much was those sunrise prayers. They're powerful. There's something about coming to God in the morning, seeking Him first, making Him your priority in the day. So those are back on the third Saturdays each month, correct? Right before men's breakfast, yes. Love it. So all the men heard that, right? Right before men's <laughs> breakfast, you can come pray with us, and it will make the bacon calories go away. <laughs> so It makes you hungrier, too. Exactly. So what are you up to now? What's next? So um, you may have seen me or any of our other decisions team. I'm the lead of the decisions team standing in the back. We wear the yellow lanyards. And if somebody wants to give their life to Christ, rededicate their, themselves to Christ, or just general prayer, if you have any need in prayer, we're back there ready to um, uh, help and guide you through that process. And mm-hmm. it's still in its baby phases, but um, yeah. it's going to it's really going to uh, grow into something wonderful. And I really want to make that invitation yeah. explicit. It's not just for I'm giving my, cri- my life to Christ today. We all need our, our lives nurtured by him continually. So we're back there yeah. for you. Yeah. Anybody heard the phrase, you can't do life alone? It's so mm-hmm. true. And that's what the community of the church is for. So it's not shameful to go to the back or come to the front. It's not it's healthy. It's, it's growth. And so we're excited to watch that culture change where that invitation time, that decision time is um, a time of rejoicing. It's a time of excitement to be moved by God uh, to go get prayer or accountability or discipleship, whatever it may be. So I'm excited to watch that grow. What's one thing that I didn't ask you about that you'd love to share? In all my experiences, in all my studies, um, if you basically want a seminary degree in a nutshell, get saved if you're not already. And if you are Amen. saved, what's left for you in this life is to tell other people about Jesus Christ. Amen. That is it. There's nothing. We're on borrowed time already. Yeah. And then once you come to Christ it's, and you're not commissioning, it's like stolen time at that point. We really got to tell other people about Jesus Christ. And that's, that's all there really is left for us to do. And I can't express that enough, but um, that's... What are we doing if we're not? Amen. That's one thing I love about you is that in almost every single conversation, that theme comes up of commissioning. Like, what are you, what are you doing with the Great Commission? And it reminds me of our theme, our mission statement as a church, which is to invite the one to come and see and go and tell the story of Jesus. So thank you for exemplifying that, for living it out. And guess what? The results aren't up to you. So th- that That's next right. 10 list... Keep working on it. Keep praying on it. God will do that work um, and as you keep being faithful to him. So thank you, Dane. Y'all give him a hand. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that story with us. I love you. Yeah. It's exciting to see God work. And uh, he was, he, he, they're pretty, fr- the Hayes, Dane and Lori, and um, their, their family is, they haven't been around here long. Um, it's just a recent thing in the last couple of years and 
God has raised him up as a leader. So I just say that to encourage you. It doesn't take long to be noticed around here and be given an opportunity to lead. So be faithful, love the Lord, and you don't know what God can use your life to do, whether it's decided church or just in your job, in your community. Um, another person that does that well is Julia Dirks. You go ahead and come on up. Everybody knows Jules. We all love Julia Dirks. You're famous around here. Um, thank you for coming. Yeah, that's your mic. Thank you. Hello. Um, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> One thing about Jules, if you haven't gotten a chance to meet her or get to know her, she's called to missions. And you're going to find that out quickly talking to her. She just came back this uh, fall slash winter from a six-week intensive training mission trip in Cyprus, the island of Cyprus, right there in the Mediterranean Sea. You know, only famous people walk there, like I think John and Paul, Paul and like people, like real people that we read about in our Bibles, walk this island, so and cool. she was there. Yeah, it was such an honor. So coming back, like if you had to recap that, give us a day, a moment, maybe two or three that really summarize that trip, what would it be like? Yeah, it was so hard to pick just one. Actually, I didn't. I picked three testimonies, yeah. which is, it will be really fast. But yeah, it was hard to sum it up in just one thought because it was such a mix of many different emotions and experiences and things Jesus was doing in my heart. But I think the things that really stuck out the most to me that I've like held on to are the testimonies that I got to hear of just what Jesus is doing in the Middle East in this hour. Mm. Um, so yeah, I wanted to show those really quick. So the first was I got to meet three young men from Turkey, but they're going to university in Cyprus. Um, and some of the missionaries are leading some local English clubs there and our team got to be a part of just interacting with these students and helping them practice their English. Um, so these three young men, they have a background in Islam. They grew up in Islamic Muslim families. But last spring, I heard that every single one of them on separate occasions, they had a dream or a vision of Jesus, of a man in white with a crown of thorns and a golden sash saying, come wow. and follow me. Yeah, so cool. And now all three of them are following Jesus, praise the Lord. Um, and they are faithful to one of the local house churches there. And they have now carried that on. And they're like inviting some of their friends and other students to come and be a part of this church or the um, English club. So that was just really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and then I also got to meet a beautiful young lady from Iran at one of the churches that we went to, and she just shared some of her testimony with me as well. Um, so I guess a few years ago, she was struggling with pretty intense like anxiety and depression, um, but she was scrolling through Instagram, and this just shows the power of social media. I know our church really is about that. Um, but she saw a post from a pastor or a Bible teacher, I can't remember which one, um, but a man in Texas, and he posted about just wanting to pray for whoever needed prayer and to drop a comment with your request. Um, so she reached out to him, explained what she was going through, and the man asked her, have you ever prayed in the name of Jesus? And I don't think she knew who Jesus right. was. And yeah. later that night, she said she was just thinking about it and was like, well, what do I have to lose? And so she prayed to Jesus, and she said she woke up the next morning and just felt like this overwhelming lightness in her spirit and this hope that she had never felt before. Um, and now wow. she is following Jesus. She just met him last spring um, and came to know him, and now she's also faithful to one of the churches there. Um, and then lastly, so the last week I was there, I got to meet a local Turkish woman. Um, she's also a newer believer, and she just shared with some of us on our team that her daughter, who's not a believer, is struggling mm. with a really intense battle with bulimia and eating disorder. It's been like eight years she's been in this battle. 
Um, and the Lord just opened up this opportunity for me to share some of my own testimony of how I used to struggle with an eating disorder years ago and how Jesus has completely set me free from that. And I'm walking in victory and just got to like encourage her in that. And even there, like we were like praying for her and just encouraging her. And, um, the Lord just gave me this realization and revelation that so many, of so much of my victory is because of the prayers of my parents and how they like interceded for me so with her being a mom to this daughter i was like just hold on to hope like your prayers are powerful like i so believe jesus is going to bring victory in your daughter's life um so yeah that was just really special too that the lord chose me of all people like somebody across the ocean um to go to this tiny tiny island in the mediterranean to share some of my story and hopefully impact this woman so yeah just really special great trip sounds like yes it was great so coming back stateside now for a few weeks um i know sometimes like being on the mission field is it's a high it's a experience Mm -hmm. a lot of spiritual energy and sometimes there can be a little jet lag Mm -hmm. coming back Mm -hmm. so in this season what do you feel like god's telling you how is he speaking to you and moving you Mm -hmm. now that your kind of reality has set back in and you're here Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, it's been a lot to process coming back. Um, it's definitely called an intensive for a reason because it was a lot of information thrown at us in a short period of time. So just lots to like process coming back and um, just a lot of praying into and navigating like my next steps and what the Lord is calling me into. And um, it's very exciting, but it's also it comes with like a weight and a cost mm-hmm. of like leaving you guys and my family and just wrestling with a lot of this like the sacrifice involved so there's this mix of like excitement but also wrestling and um, working through that with the Lord but I think the thing Jesus just keeps bringing me back to is just how faithful he is to us and like when we are faithless he is faithful he Mm -hmm. cannot deny himself he's faithful down to the smallest seemingly smallest details in our life and Um, he especially keeps taking me back to the fall and like that season leading up to Cyprus and during my time there um, and just how he carried me through that season so well. And back in September at the start of all this, he just asked me, the Lord asked me to like keep a list of all the praises and testimonies from the smallest thing to the biggest thing of his provision, his blessing, his just taking care of me. And it's been really sweet for him to keep leading me back to that prayer place of like he's so faithful so yeah. just with all the unknowns coming up i can keep like relying on that it's got to be a long list yeah, yeah yeah it is actually yeah i read it last night it yeah. was yeah really beautiful just him providing financially and blessing me with like another job and a whole bunch i can share with you guys another time but it's really cool that's awesome um how did you get called into missions maybe some don't know your background how you grew up your parents uh how did the lord tap you and say hey this is this isn't just your parents' thing. I want you to walk in, in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there was this really crazy moment. I saw a burning bush, and the Lord spoke. <laughs> I'm just kidding, just being silly. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> um, no, it's definitely not one specific moment. It's been a journey Jesus has taken me on over years. Um, so, yeah, my parents were missionaries. I got to spend 12 years of my childhood in two countries in West Africa and then Russia. Um, so that was just such an honor to share in the legacy and the calling of God on my parents' life. And they're actually going to be here, third service. Oh, cool. uh, yeah, so it's very excited. Um, but yeah, we moved back to the States before high school, and there was a long season where I really wasn't pursuing that or didn't feel the call to that at all. Um, and I think a lot of MKs, missionary kids, kind of go through a wrestling with 
is this just what's expected of me because my parents did this or is this truly what Jesus mm. is asking of me and calling Good. me into? Um, so kind of had to work through that and was just like fine with staying in the States and felt happy with that. Um, but then long story short, in 2017, the Lord led me to do something called a discipleship training school with an organization called YWAM, Youth with a Mission. It's one of the largest mission organizations in the world. Um, so basically this training is just like equipping you with how to share the gospel, evangelism, um, interceding prayer sets for the nations and for the Great Commission. And um, then our teams would get sent out to different countries and we would get to put that into practice. So. I had no idea what to expect going into it, into that, but it was one of the most transformative seasons of my life. And the Lord just like wrecked me in the best way with who he is and his heart for every single people group, language, tongue, and um, yeah, just for what he's doing on the world. And I feel like he just gave me that burning and that yearning to be a part of that. And that's yeah. continued to grow. Yeah, I think it's important for those of us who grew up in uh, with parents or in a strong church mm -hmm. it's so easy to piggyback right. on somebody else's calling somebody else's yeah. faith but when that turns and god speaks to you and makes mm -hmm. it real to you yes. it's just so freeing mm -hmm. like i don't have the stress of having right. to live up to somebody that else's pressure. shoes yeah yeah, yeah. so one of the things that i love about you is that god has specifically placed mm -hmm. a people group mm -hmm. into your calling mm -hmm. Would you like to share about that? Yeah, yeah. So I really feel like the Lord is calling me to um, the Arab nations, the Middle East. Um, I don't know where specifically, Amen. but um, yeah, he's just allowed me to like meet a lot of Middle Eastern people over the years. And it's been really cool even just recently to look back and look at moments throughout the course of my life where I realize now, I didn't realize in the moment, but now I see where he's been like marking me and laying hold of my heart with the beauty of the Middle Eastern people and with his heart for them. Um, it goes as far back as high school. Shortly after our family moved to the States, um, the Lord led us to a small church in the area. And there was a family from Jordan, from the Middle East, who was here for like a short time. They had two girls my age and I got really close with them and just got to know more of like their culture, some of their language, Arabic, and just like fell in love. And then we kept up. They moved back to Jordan and I got to go visit Jordan um, in 2014 and that was my first time in the Middle East and again just like fell in love like loved it even more like the yeah. city the people the culture and then I've also um, been able to go to Iraqi Kurdistan and then most recently Cyprus and then also work with Middle Eastern refugees when I did my discipleship training school so yeah I've just like continued to fall in love with them and just what the Lord's doing there it's really powerful it's powerful I heard just the other day that the church in Iran is mm. the fastest, fastest growing, growing church, church in the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Yeah. If you guys. So God's um, moving. Yes. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say. Um, so this organization, FAI, that I just did this training with, they've put out several films just about what the Lord is doing in the Middle East. And one of the most powerful ones is called Sheep Among Wolves, Volume 2. Um, it's really about that, like this powerful underground church in Iran that the Lord is raising up in the midst of such darkness. So I, if you guys like ever get a chance or want to, it's really powerful. And that's part of like my story, too. Yeah. Can you say the name of that? Yes. What is it called again? Yes. Sorry. It's Frontier Alliance International, FAI. So, and what's the yeah. name of that film, that movie? Oh, yeah, Sheep Among Wolves, Volume 2. You don't have to see the first one to see the second one. So, but you Sheep can, Among too. Wolves, Volume 2. It's powerful. I've seen excerpts of it. I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing yet. Oh, it's long, um, yeah. It is long, <laughs> yeah. be prepared, but it is powerful. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, so um, what's next? And wrap that into maybe one thing that I didn't ask that you'd love to share. 
Yeah, what's next? Well, I'm really hoping to meet a husband, maybe yeah. like this week. <laughs> Shameless plug. No. <laughs> a lot of people here are very invested in my love life, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> no, what's next? Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. You guys are awesome. Um, yeah, I so there's a couple opportunities that I have, one with YWAM and then one with FAI. Um, they're both in the Middle East. I'm unfortunately not able to share where specifically at this point, just with like safety reasons. Um, but yeah, I'm just praying about that and just trusting the Lord's gonna make it super clear. Um, and then the last thing was, I just really wanted to thank you guys just for, oh man, everything, your support, your love, for your prayers, for just believing in this calling of God in my life. Um, I truly wouldn't be here, be able to do any of this without you guys. And it's just the greatest honor to be a part of Decided Church, like the best church in the world, um, to be sent out by you guys eventually. Um, and I love how Paul in Philippians, he calls the Philippian church his crown and his joy. And I feel like that's just so how I feel about you guys. You're my crown and my joy. And I just love mm -hmm. y'all and I'm so grateful for you guys. So, yeah. Well, we believe in you too. Thank you. And we do, like we, we echo, we come into agreement in the name of Jesus that Thank you so Julia Dirks will be the first sent <laughs> out missionary from Decided Woo. Church. Let it be. And Amen. thanks to you guys. I don't know if y'all realize that you did so great with the love offering last Christmas. Y'all raised $10,000 to go towards wow. her language school. So <laughs> That's amazing. Wherever oh that may goodness. be, wherever God calls you to take that language school, like we want to come alongside of you and support you in that. And this is just thank a small you. way. So thank so you humble. guys for giving generously to that. We love you, Jules. We're excited for guys. what's next for you. And thanks for sharing a little bit of your story. Yeah. That's okay. We got it. We'll figure it out. All right. We love you, Jules. Thank you for sharing. And y'all keep up to date. Y'all grab her and make sure you find out what's next. Right now, she's in a season of prepping and waiting on exactly how the Lord's going to call her specifically to the language school to Arabic-speaking people. So thank you for your obedience to the Lord and how you surrender to Him in every area of your life. That's um, an example to all of us. Um, one last guy, last but not least, we've got Nick Beach coming up. Uh, Y'all give him a warm welcome. This is another guy who has been obedient to the Lord in some of the hardest areas of our life. And his display of obedience and what God did in 2021 and 2022 is what I want you to hear about. So let's get right into it. Uh, this is Nick Beach. He serves as safety and security, so he helps you guys uh, feel safe coming in. Uh, he's got somebody on duty at all times helping you park, helping you come across the street. And his wife, Erin Beach, uh, serves as the leader of the cleaning team. So um, between them two, we got a... We got a church that's ready and prepared and cleaned for you every Sunday. So thank you to the beaches for how you guys pour out into this church. Your story hasn't always been easy, though. Um, why don't you share with us that moment when you realized, man, there's changes I need to make in my life. I don't know if the way we're living is sustainable. What do I do? The, the whole world's kind of crashing in on us. Definitely. I uh, greatly appreciate this opportunity um, and uh, the support that my, my loving wife has given me over this journey. Yeah. Uh, it, it truly is a, a partnership. Um, I'm up here by myself because she's shy. That's okay. <laughs> um, so roughly right after Christmas of 2021, we, we, we um, had that conversation that, that every married couple has is in, in reference to finances, money, um, and uh, we really, 
we got to that point where we were I was I was going to her and saying hey all the bills are paid don't use your credit card don't use your debit card until Thursday when I get paid wow. we were living you know that uh, paycheck to paycheck we we're making the bills but we weren't doing anything else um, and we really living not like God got not not like God wanted us to um, and um, we got tired of saying, I make good money. We're a one-income family, but I, I've been very blessed, and I can go on about how God has blessed me in, 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 in promotions and things like that to where yeah. I'm at now. But um, we, we got to the point where we said, why do we feel like we're broke all yeah. the time? We make good money. Why do we feel like we're broke? And, and we looked at each other, and, and I said, enough's enough. Um, and putting... A number putting your finances down on paper is important because it makes it real to you mm. and everything you, 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 when you don't have it on paper you forget about them you're like oh I, I paid the bills they're good and everything like that but um, having that number in front of you it makes it real yeah and um, uh, you know it adds up you got your car notes you got a new HVAC system you got this you got that you got that and when you start adding them all up and you got you got this Netflix subscription and that and this and all kinds of stuff and everything and um, we got to the point where we put it down in writing and it was amazing we were a little over seventy five thousand dollars in debt at the end of 2021 and we said enough's enough enough's enough we have to dedicate 2022 in becoming debt free and uh, we have done financial peace university bef uh, at a previous church before we came here to south carolina we knew the steps and and we just looked at each other and said we need to do what we need to do yeah and that set our, set forth a journey in 2022 yeah i know you shared with me that it almost felt like you guys were one emergency away from, you know, bankruptcy. Yeah, like you said, when you're living paycheck to paycheck, when you're when you're telling your spouse that you can't you can't use the debit card until Thursday, that's eye opening, and uh, you know it's 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 just amazing. Yeah. Where where you find yourself as a married couple? So tell me about that conversation. Bring us inside your thought process with. Maybe just you and God wrestling with that, Aaron wrestling with this. Um, how did you feel like you were motivated to finally do something about it? Just a just a conviction of of being to the point where we're not living financially free. Yeah. Um, that 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 was most important. Um, you know, we we got to that point where, uh, like I said, we we were making good money. Um, but we're not we're, we're living paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. um, and that journey started with uh, making a decision um, we're gonna we're gonna do what we have to do so luckily I'm a nurse those that don't know me uh, uh, and uh, there was some opportunities from overtime and I said I have these opportunities for overtime it's gonna require me to to work six days six days a week uh, for as long as they keep offering it wow. and I did every Saturday from January to June 12 wow. hour 12 hour yeah. shifts uh and that also kept us from going out and spending money <laughs> right <laughs> and everything and makes it work it, it <laughs> does and um uh you know i'm blessed to, to have that opportunity to have those overtimes and then we also went and started looking at the stuff around our house and we're like 
why do we have this camper? We're not even going camping. Let's sure. sell it. Why do we have this? Why do we have that? We put, started putting stuff on Facebook Marketplace. We started selling off some stuff that we don't even need. Right. You'd be amazed if you look around your house, how much junk you have. Yeah. And you're like, what in the world? And, 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 and you know, you look at that, that, that debt and you're like, what do we have to show for it? A bunch of boxes that we haven't even opened in two years mm -hmm. and everything. So we started doing those, those strategic moves to, be, uh, to knock down that debt. The Dave Ramsey baby steps. The B Dave Ramsey baby yeah. steps, yes. So Pretty neat. So in those conversations with Aaron, do you feel like she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Was she resistant? Or when you stepped in to lead the finances, was she craving that? So a as, as a husband, I, the, when I first st st uh, said enough's enough, we have to do this, you know, I, I saw that look on her face of yes, yes, wow. please lead me she's yeah. wa she she wanted me to be the leader that i'm called to uh to be in in the family as a husband and and what god calls us to do to actually lead and and she Amen. was 100 supportive of it and uh could not have done this without both of us on the same page amen well, we had a conversation last year when you were making really good progress paying off debt things were you saw that number dropping but there was something missing and uh, we went out to breakfast and share that a little bit of that story. So roughly around June time frame, uh, I, you know, like, I, like you said, I, we were making, making progress. We're knocking down the debt. We're, we're not going out anymore. We're, you know, just saving money and, and cutting things out. But I, I, I felt that, that tug on my heart like something. God has provided an incredible job for me, great, great pay. He's provided this overtime for me. He's he's doing he's doing all these things to get me where he wants us to be, and and that's debt free and not de uh, not slave to the debt. And um, I just felt this overwhelming conviction, and and that was I wasn't tithing. I wasn't giving back to God, um, and uh, I was one of those ones that twenty dollars here, twenty dollars there, and if I was feeling generous, I'd throw a fifty in in, yeah. in, in, in there. You know, was not really. It wasn't a priority to me. Yeah. So. Um, so you made that commitment, and um, that takes a huge leap of faith to be an adult, a functioning, working adult, and make that switch to begin tithing. It's different when you grow up with it and you learn giving back to God at a young age. But the adjustment mentally that you have to make, the lifestyle adjustments as an adult to begin tithing. That's monumental. So thank you for that huge step of faith and listening to the God. One of the coolest things about your story is how God turned that around and blessed you for that. So I want you to share that. So um, uh, going, going back to the, 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 the breakfast conversation with you and I, um, that, that conviction, um, basically, I said, it's one thing to have, be convicted, but it's another thing to share it with your brother. Um, uh, and uh, I reached out to Jim and I said, you know, I, let's meet for breakfast. And, and I felt really called to, to just speak it to mm -hmm. somebody. And I, and I said, I don't answer to him. None of us answered him, but we answered right. to God. Right. And, um, but speaking that uh, uh, out loud and saying, hey, this is what I have not been doing as a, a, as a believer. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to confess it to you. And uh, uh, turn that around and when the conversation that my wife and I had it which is even more convicting as a leader of, of, of my family is when I mentioned to, to Aaron I said look you know we need to start tithing and, and everything and her, her response to me was well I thought we already were 
And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm like, what 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 kind of leader was I being? And it really a big a uh, 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 big conviction type yeah. thing. So yeah. fast forward, we after that conversation, uh, I started that that following uh, uh, paycheck that I got. I was like, you, you know what, 10 percent. I'm dropping it down. So wrote the check, put it in, and um, uh, everything on the back of my head was going. But you got this plan to pay off your debt. Yeah, you, you can use that money to pay off your debt, and you're just going to sidetrack. And this, and I kept I kept doubting mm. myself, and and ultimately doubting God, um, and and. I just, I was at that point where, do I or do I not? But I, you know, faithfully, I've, I, I confessed it. I, I said I was going to do it. So I went ahead and started Amen. doing it. Yeah. And roughly about a month into that uh, of actually doing it um, faithfully and, and everything, um, unbeknownst of me, uh, and working in the background, the nurses at the VA ended up getting an 8% pay raise. Wow. A month Amen. later. Um, and I, I'm not saying God's going to do that for everybody, but being faithful to and, and trusting in him is is what's important. He convicted me to get to, to give back to him because he's already been given. And yeah. he, in, in return, he became he basically said, see, I have your back. Yeah. To the point where you guys can live generously now, yes. giving back to God. Y'all made a commitment to the building campaign, too, on top of that. Mm -hmm. And it's just the amazing blessing that God has poured out. You can't outgive him. You, you can try, though. You can't. Yeah. So um, tell me one thing that you would love to share that maybe I did not ask. Sure. So um, a, a shameless plug for uh, those uh, that are thinking about this. Some, some of you may be in, in the same predicament. You yeah. might be living paycheck to paycheck, uh, blessed with a great job or whatnot. Um, Financial Peace University is being offered uh, here at the church starting tomorrow, I believe. Um, the, the steps of that work um, and uh, uh, the most important thing that I want to share is if you're a married couple, it helps and, and, and it's so important to be in it together mm. and everything. And when, when you stumble, because you will, you'll make a stupid, you'll, make, you, you'll, you'll mess up in this journey mm -hmm. and everything. The most important thing is you support each other. Yeah. Don't go and use don't go and use that as as an attack against each other. Saying you did this, you did that. Don't don't let finances become that wedge in your marriage. Come make it make it make it a journey together uh, to to actually become faithful in, in what God has given Amen. you and everything. So it, you can't you can't go wrong on that. Yeah. yeah. So just to repeat what you said, that's tomorrow night, Financial Peace University. You can come absolutely free the first night just to check it out and see if it's what you want for your family. Um, and if it's something that you're just like, I, man, I, I want this. I feel like we need this in our family, but you can't afford it. Come talk to the leaders, Jessica or Jesse Grote and the Lynn's, Kevin and Marie Lynn. They would love to help cover that cost for you if it's something that you feel like you need, but you can't afford. Um, but make yourself available to that. It begins tomorrow night, 630 there's child care across the way in Sprouts, and it runs through nine weeks. It's, mm -hmm. it's a commitment, but uh, it's something that if you make together, and you can see God do. And one last thing, e even, even though our journey took exactly 12 months and, and, and we can faithfully say that we are debt-free minus the house, you know, if, if it takes a year and a half, if it takes two years, wherever you are in your journey, it can be done. Yeah. It, it can be done. So. Yeah, absolutely. 
And what I love about your story is that, you know, when we think about worshiping God, we think music, right? We think, you know, just lifting your hands in song. Um, but your story is the perfect example of what real worship is all about. Uh, it's not just lifting your hands on Sunday and then living against his word the rest of the week. But when you surrender your finances to, to God's way and watch how he works in your life, that's, that's the true Isaiah chapter 1 version of worship. So thank you and thank you, Aaron, for showing this entire church what it means to worship the Lord because that is where true obedience and faithfulness is found. So thank you, Nick. Y'all give him a warm, warm round of applause. Appreciate you. Love you. And love you, Aaron. Air hugs to you. And you're just your whole tribe. They fill a row every single Sunday. So thank you all for being here. Isn't God good? The stuff that he's doing in our church. And there's, there's more fifth Sundays to come. I think there's another one in March. And we've got some more testimonies lined up. So many good things that we've got to get to. I want you to hear. So we're going to go into a prayer a time of invitation, a time of decision-making where you can get alone with God and say, hey, man, maybe it, was, maybe it was Dane's calling for me to get busy with the Great Commission and not take this thing lightly of come and see, go and tell. Maybe it was Jules' call for surrender. Whatever, it may not be missions, but it could be leading in your community. Maybe it is some type of Next step for you to go on a missions trip or surrender to the Lord in a full-time ministry capacity. I don't know what that looks like, but if you're listening to him and watching him work, things can happen. And then Nick, maybe it is time for you to let your finances work and serve you rather than you working and being a slave to your finances. So you take this time of prayer and really ask God, what is it about these three stories that is meant for you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to hear from some of our own family and what you're doing in their lives. Thank you for being so faithful. The thing that I take away personally, Jesus, and I just want to thank you, is that you choose to use us despite our unfaithfulness. Despite us letting you down, despite us not living up to your standards despite us not needing us. God, you want us, you choose us, you love us, and you want to show your strength and your glory. You want to show this world through broken vessels who you are. And that's what wrecks me today through these stories is that despite, in spite of ourselves, you show off your glory, your, who you are, your capabilities. So I just pray that no matter where we are this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, that if the Lord is speaking to you specifically about something, that now's your moment, today's your day, don't put it off, don't wrestle anymore, don't run from the Lord. If He's calling you, if He's whispering to you, run into His arms. And we've got folks here who would like to help you with that. You can go to the back, pray with somebody with a yellow lanyard on. They would love to come around you, support you, encourage you, in whatever your next step may be. Maybe it is FPU class tomorrow. Maybe it's church membership on Wednesdays. Maybe it's just being a leader this week and sharing the gospel in your workplace. God, I pray for my heart, for 
everybody's heart here today that we would be surrendered to you, that we would be softened by you. And we lift up those among us that we know of, that you're dealing with and working with, that you would continue to put a hedge of protection around them, save them, call them into your light. We love you. Thank you for allowing us the privilege to worship you. We're going to lift your name on high. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.